What's good, everybody? This is TJ Andrews coming at you with another installment of the Rooftop Chronicles. And today will be my first No Ceilings interview. And uh, I got a mogul, a visionary, I got all-around dope dude, I got entrepreneur, I got none other than my brother, Keith Edward Moss doing this interview. Say what's up to the people, man. Say what's going hey, man. on. Um, first of all, thank you, man, for just listening in. TJ, thank you for, you know, giving me the opportunity to just, you know, be a part of what you got going on, mm-hmm. man. Brother, you know, I felt super cool after that introduction. <laughs> That's so. right. Let's try <laughs> to give you a, a sway in the morning introduction. Let's <laughs> give you a sway hey, in the morning. Man. And a father. Let's not forget father. Hey, thank you. Father. Thank so you, try to give you a sway in the morning intro. Yes. To make, you, make you feel good. You know what I'm saying? So, but today we're going to be talking about faith. And I came up a little, with a little acronym. And uh, the acronym for faith that... But I believe the Lord gave me was a uh, facing almost impossible task head on, right? So I thought that was just a dope acronym. And uh, so we're gonna be talking about, you know, where your level of faith is, you know, where, how you see, you know, levels of faith in other Christians and other believers as well. So first question is, uh, how do you define faith? Um, you know, the biblical word, you know. Uh, answer would just be, you know, the evidence of things hoped for, but just and um, things not seen, but just you know, knowing what those things are and having them revealed to you by being obedient to the word right. is something that I think I've it, it opened my eyes up to a whole different meaning as far as faith being, you know, not just crazy out there stuff, but right. stuff that you see constantly throughout your day but you might just take for granted or or, or, or overlook so you know those small things are the things I think that equal the bigger things that give you the the more faith when you know you run into a situation and you know you might be feeling like you don't have enough to make ends meet but something comes along and I think a lot of people miss like we was talking about the other day, they missed the smaller things that that I think your faith has to be rooted in in order for you to get through not just the day, but a lot of the times just the moments. Right, word, word. You need need really, really deep-rooted faith because that's when you start noticing the small things. Thank you, God, for, you know, first of all, another day, you know, making it to work, having a job, you know. All those things, the, the more you, you know, recognize you know, your lack, I think, right. you know, it opens your eyes up to, you know, favor, which is a direct byproduct of faith. Word up. And that's just believing that God will supply all your needs. Right. So, God, from what you're saying is, 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 it's not a, it's not like a big defining thing. More so with you, it's just like a minute by minute, by minute step by step ordeal. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, consistency, work. And I think you have to, in my opinion, I think you have to have that too. Right. You know, to have a a fellowship or a right relationship with God, I think, you know, that just comes with the territory. Right. 
And the more you do that, the more I feel like you will be consistent in right. all aspects, especially the major obstacles like faith. Right, right, you know? right. So would you say, so do you believe or would you say that you think that most people rely on, rely on their faith when it comes to believing in God for bigger things, most of them rely on it for the smaller things? That's right. That's right, right. That's right. right. Okay. I think we was talking the other day We were saying that You know A lot of people think that favor Once again Is right. God <laughs> I either hit this lottery for a million dollars Or you know God bless me with fifty thousand right. dollars But you know The thing we was talking about is Basically it boils down to If you're going to have faith Or whatever the case may be you know what I'm saying? Is it really the question is, is it really a miracle if you right. already know what's gonna happen? Right, right. Is it right. really faith that God already gave you the plan? Right, right. So that's why I said that consistency comes right. in. So which leads up to bigger faith, you know, you right. know, naturally at the end of the day. But you know, like I was saying, yeah, I think you need more consistency in the smaller things that I think that brings faith out. Word up. Word. All right, so with that being said, I'm gonna follow it up with this next question. So which faith applies to you most? Or which faith do you think applies to all bodies of believers? Uh, do you think mustard seed size faith applies to you? Uh, do you think mountain moving faith applies to you more? Or do you think walking on water faith applies to you more? So where would you say you are at right now with your level of faith? Mustard seed size faith, mountain moving faith, or walking on water faith? Because at each level, at each one of these faith levels, so to speak, it, it takes, you know, a bigger relationship, a more intimacy yeah. with Christ. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Bible says, um, you know, having faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed, you can say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast yourself into the sea. But at the side, you know, then on the other end of that, you got mountain moving faith, where it's just like you, you're going up to an immovable object, looking at it, and of course it's bigger than you, i.e. David and Goliath, you know what I'm saying? Or Noah and the ark. And you like don't really have the quote unquote natural resources, but you're still moving in faith. And then you got the water walking faith, which is like Peter. Peter was the only one on the boat when he saw Christ or when he saw a figure. And he said, Father, if that's you, or Master, if that's you, bid me to come on this water. He was the only one that said it with the other 12 disciples being in the boat. But he still had faith enough to walk on the water. But then his faith diminished as he got closer. So at your place or at... Where would you say you're at right now in your faith walk between those three levels of faith? Um, just looking at it from your your point of view or that type of question, you know, I feel like just, you know, with the things that I've been through, right. you know, the first two are, you know, I think a given. I feel like anybody that knows anything about my history or my testimony, they know that I have enough faith because you know, he's worked in my life when I, uh, I, I personally felt like, you right. know, there was no hope or, right. you know, right. had it not been for him, you right. know. But at the end of the day, you know, I think the bigger the test, the bigger the trials right. get you through those first two hurdles. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not everybody, I can't say nobody that's not been through tragedies can't get there, but, you know, having been through that, I feel like I, I'm a valuable candidate for right. it. All right, but as I get to the third one, as far as Peter, you know, I think the the tale of the story mainly is when he lost his uh, 
uh, when his when his uh, walking on water started right. to diminish, and that was because he took his eyes off of God. Right, right, right. You know what I'm right, saying? So right. at the end of the day, you know, having said I feel like I've advanced to a dimension beyond those first two, right. I still feel like I have that that faith that Peter had. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. But then I get to the point where I start diminishing because. Right. You know, that consistent faith is like, you know, sometimes when you're back, like I said, it's usually money or relationships or anger, whatever your vices may be. Right, right, right. You know, we all tend, because of of the flesh, we all tend to start looking elsewhere. Right, Or or wonder who's else watching. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think, you know, I'm I'm at Peter, man. Right. Like I said, you know. Water walking faith. Water walking walking faith. faith. But I do have my times where... I feel like, you know, right. I'm, I'm in control. I'm right. 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 You know, let's just keep it what yeah. it is. It's just pride at the end of the day. Right. Right. You know? Right. So. Word. So you're a water walker, basically. Yeah. That's what you would say. You're a word. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, so let me ask you this: with you being a water walker, and like with Peter walking on water, and then like seeing the waves, you know, start to move, seeing the wind start to blow you know, seeing him inevitably like take his eyes off Christ, would you say that failure is a component of faith or failure is necessary to build your faith? Um, I think obstacles are necessary. Right. Adversity is necessary. Right, right, right. You know, just like uh, God told uh, the people in the, uh, in the desert, you know, I want you to obey me, and the and the, and the test is the forty years is the test. Right. That's that's about you know when you come out of this. I don't want you to be able to say I did that. Right, right, you know right. What I'm saying it right. was because of me. You know what I'm saying. Right. So the things that we go through and just have a talking about the levels of faith and where we see ourselves, you know, we have to be aware of the fact that you know. God puts us into situations where we have no other choice but to rely on Him. Right. And I think until you reach that conclusion, right. apart from Him, I could do nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Then you just you letting the storms of life, whichever your vices right. and your trials may be, you let letting them shake you. And once right. again, that's what diminishes your faith. Right. So, right. So would you say like, would you say that our failures could not, could could be our vices? You know what I'm saying? Would you say that? Yeah, our failures are pretty much our devices right. because I feel like all oh, that just stems from disobedience. Right, right. And that's the number one deal breaker, I think, as far as a fellowship with God. Right. You know what I'm saying? Is, you know, wholeheartedness. Right. Consistently being after God's own right. heart. You right. know what I'm saying? And not doing the things that would hurt, you know, right. God as a, right. you know, that's what a to me, you know, when I look at the symbolism and stuff like that, I think about, you know, God being, you know, the groom. Right. The right. church being his wife. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. How would you feel if your wife ran around and did right. that? So how would you feel if, Right. You know, so I just think, you know, just the symbolism. You know, of us just like I said again, being in the flesh, man, and ch- chasing other things right. other than a wholeheartedness for God, right. obedience so, to God. Word up, word. So, all right, so, all right, so this is a, a, I think this is a dope question. 
Uh-huh. All right. So when when it when it comes to feelings, like I feel like a lot of times as believers we can equate like our relationship with God to how we feel. You know what I'm saying? And I think sometimes that that is a huge misconception. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like I feel like a lot of times God is not so concerned about our feelings, but he's more concerned about like our obedience, like you said. So would you say that faith is a feeling or would you say that faith is a stance? You know what I'm saying? As far as a stance, I mean, it's just a firm, like I'm planted, I'm rooted. It sucked right now. Everything's going bad right now, but I'm standing here still believing in God. So would you say faith is a feeling or would you say it's more of a stance? Man, I would definitely say it's a, it's a, it's a stance. Word. Word. You know what I'm saying? Because... Me just having been through the situation I, I was in, and you know, just to put it out there, being in prison or whatnot, right. you know, they say stuff like, um, where you find Jesus? Right. And they say the, the, the salad port. Right. You find him on the way in, and right. you leave him on the way out. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So when you up against that mentality of people just thinking, well, you only doing that because you in jail. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Whatever situation right. or thing you going through, you never... You know what I'm saying? Have to turn to Christ unless you genuinely want to. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So you can't say the only reason I want to follow God is because of where I'm at now. Right. No, I've been following God. Right. I just haven't been, you know, st- standing firm in my faith. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And a lot of times, right. you know. Right. 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 And then we we, we want to say, well, God did this, God did this, you know, but, you know, we are our own worst enemies. I, we right. in the way of us a lot of the time. Right, and, right. You know, when right. there's nobody else to point the finger at, we ain't going to say, well, still, some of us still ain't going to say, it's on me, man. Right. It's on Word. me. Word. They going to say, you did it, God. Right. You know, man, you know, right. you know, but like I said, it's about more about, you know, not the knockdown or the, or the, or the, uh, or the adversity. But it's how you handle it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And over time, the goal is for you to mature right. and be Christ-like in all situations. Right. Whether that's business, finances, whether that's as a husband or, right. you right. know. So right. that's right. the overall objective. Right. And some people will be trained by it and some people will, you know, run it straight because they still don't want that, you know, accountability factor. Word up. And I yeah. think that's a lot... Of what really keeps the majority of people who don't believe away is just right. the accountability factor. Right. Being willing to own up to whatever it is. But um, real quick, going back to the whole jail thing, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, I led off with that because, you know, no matter where you at, right. whether you locked up inside or locked up outside, you know, right. there's a lot of people that's out here in the world that's in more bondage than the people that's Word. In jail, yes, you indeed. know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. what really touch, uh, you know, heightened my senses or whatever when I was in in, in jail was I, I ran across like three dudes. They was all elders, right. you know what I'm saying. But they had a a piece about themselves. Right. Did they? Did I hear stuff about him? Or he got an attitude? Or you know what I'm saying? Do I ever see like I might not see eye to eye with them or something? Of course I did. But at the end of the day, you know. Their whole demeanor was, you know, positive. Right. It was peaceful. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, right. like I said, yeah, they make mistakes, but it wasn't something they was waddling in. Right. But there was right. a, the crazy part is, these are dudes that got 30 plus years in. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I'm in there about three. <laughs> right. And they got 30 plus in. And they right. walk around with a with a sense of peace oh, yeah. that, 
you yeah. know, people yeah. out here in the world don't got it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy right. that it take you to see it as somebody that might not never come home versus somebody that's out here around their family, around their kids right. and not taking, you know, not cherishing what they have around them because of the, you know, because of what they want. Right. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, yeah. Not stuff they need, it's stuff they want. You right. know what I mean? And that right. can really, you know, bring about depression and, you know, because, you know, people do say God is, but God is not the author of confusion. He's right. not the author of, you know, keeping you down, bringing you down. Right. So those type of direct hits don't come from God. Right. You know, he, it might, he might allow it to happen. Yeah. So that, like you said, at the end of the day, you know, the, na- the, uh, the whole nature of who you trying to be will be manifest. Right. You know what I'm saying? You will be a tree. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. And your job is to bear fruit. But I heard a dude just say not too long ago, you know, as you get older, you realize that the fruit ain't for you anyway. Right. Yeah, that's the, yeah. You know, it's for yeah. the people yeah. around you. It's yeah. for your kids. It's for your family. Yeah. It's for your community. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So as you get older, you start to realize that you have a greater purpose on this earth than serving just yourself. Right. First of all. Right. You know what I'm saying? And when you look to God who is right. the God of love, right. that transpires into your or translates or, you know, rubs off on your community, your home right. life, your kids and stuff right. like that. So right. as you mature, man, you you know, as as a Christian and becoming Christ like it's just a just a much mature walk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like even so going from that would you say that like most Christians or churchgoers do you think that they have more faith than those who don't go to church but they still say that they do believe in Christ or would you say that they have like probably little to no faith because I noticed like even and even even in myself I've noticed that there I've noticed that there are times where I'm almost like capping God off you know what I'm saying? As far as like how much faith that I should have be pertaining to like paying bills or be pertaining to little small stuff. You know what I'm saying? But I have noticed that it almost seems like, like you said, it almost seems like people who don't go to church on a consistent basis or people who don't, which I'm saying is, is nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, forsake not the assembly of the godly, you know what I'm saying? Because you need community. But it just seems like sometimes those who've gone to church 30, 40, 50 years, they're still at the same level of faith. You know what I'm saying? Still believe in God for the smaller, simpler things than somebody who does go to church, but they're more active in their faith. You know what I'm saying? So would you say that that churchgoers who've been in church for hundreds, like almost seems like hundreds of years, have little to no faith than those who are actually out here in the trenches, you know what I'm saying? And doing, you know, what, you know, they believe God has told them to do? You know what I'm saying? From a religious standpoint? The Bible says simply, bro, I will not know you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And what I get from that basically is if you went to church and you still doing the same things you was doing five years ago, two days ago, especially 30s, and if you still living the same lifestyle, if you're still having the same hangups, that's because you're doing just that, going to church. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you're not 
don't have a relationship outside of church. Right. <laughs> you don't have a relationship, <laughs> you have a relationship with, outside you, you of church. You just go to church. That, a lot of yeah. people want to go to church right. and the pastor to tell them what to <laughs> listen yeah, to where what their, he, Yeah, where their faith level is supposed to be at. Like, they want, it's almost like, they want their faith level to be where his faith level is and they get excited because of what he says but inevitably like he's not responsible for our faith you and know what I'm saying think, I don't think a lot of pastors translate that well neither right you know right it's kind of like just like you said they come up there and they I don't say they intentionally or you know however it comes about over time or whatever the case may be but like you said they go up there and, and because they at a certain level right. of their faith, then the church, everybody in the church automatically feels like that's the level that they at. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And that like is I said, not true. That, that is not true. the case. And I think yeah. that needs to be reiterated. Right. But I think that's a lot of what goes on with that situation. Man. Right. A lot of people, it's just every Sunday or every right. Bible study. Right. But... Outside of those places, you have absolutely no relationship with God. You don't. You just don't walk or nothing. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm just calling it how I see it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying people get the misconception that you got to be totally square. Right. Nah, but you know what I'm saying? You got to be positive. You got to be loving. You got to right. lead by example. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got to acknowledge your sins. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. And it's not about nobody twisting your arm or making you is when you get to a certain point where you want that relationship with Christ you don't want to do the same stuff no more right so you know what I'm saying you know where I'm going with that too right people start leaning on grace and you know but you know what I'm saying that's that's so far like your relationship is everything right you know what I'm saying yeah just like people talk about well this person in the church doing that that's not really on me you right. know what I'm saying or whatever the case may be I might not condone it but at the same time you know I don't really get into where his level of faith is right. or right. where his relationship with God is right. you know what I'm saying right. that's not you know for me to say or right. even worry about for right. right. and I just try to stick with mine and my whole thing that I've learned out of anything else right now where I'm at is that if I be consistent in who I am, right. people will take notice of that. Right. And the right people that want to be a part of that will fall in line. You Indeed. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Could I be a little more assertive? Right. But yeah, but right. I'm still to the point too where, you know, my assertiveness might come off in right. the wrong manner. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like, I have noticed with a lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like we was talking about faith a minute ago. I noticed that. Like I said, when I take my eyes off God and I think I can make a quick dollar here and there, yeah. I, I try right. to do something. You right. know what I'm saying? Right, or, right. or my mind will go straight back to if I had this or if right. I had that. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I have those thoughts. Mm-hmm. And God, throughout the learning process, mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't acknowledge, will actually show you, like, look, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This you with no money. This right. me still making sure you got even more than what you thought you was going to have. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like I said, the acknowledgement of the favor and the faith is like simple stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Like I could have been in the child hall and like what they had and somebody else could have gave me a train and I'd do like, you want some more? Right. And I'm like, nah, but right. that's, you know what I'm saying? At a time where I ain't had nothing on right. my box, that was favor. That right. was, right. you know, 
God showing me that in any situation, regardless, He's the provider. Word. You know what I'm saying? Word. If I'm being obedient to His will and Word. not my own. So. Right, man. That's really good. So I'm going to go back like what you were saying as far as, you know, questioning or not questioning somebody else's faith, but you just being concerned about your level of consistency. That's like when Jesus came back from the dead, he was resurrected again. And he was like, he had all the disciples back with him. And he asked Peter three times, like, yo, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And of course, it's like, a, you know, a playoff of Peter denying him three times. You know what I'm saying? And that's just like, it wasn't God like, you know, tearing Peter down. And in my, from my perspective, I believe it was God just saying, hey, like, you know, this is your commitment to me now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I heard you say it the first time, but this time, like, it's commitment and it's conviction. And it's usually saying, okay, now I have to be fully committed. My faith is in you fully. But right after that, like, he went over and he started talking to John. And then Peter literally was like, well, what about John? And like, what are you going to do for him? And like, well, what's his story? And Jesus looked at Peter was like, yo, what's it to you? You know what I'm saying? So, and I think what you were saying was, is like, don't worry about what I'm telling John to do. You know what I'm saying? You need to worry about your level of consistency and what I need you to do. Because even later on, you know what I'm saying? Even Peter and Paul, they started bickering back and forth because Paul was like fully committed, fully vested into what God had called him to do. But then he found out that Peter was telling people not to eat certain food and not to do certain things. But at the end of the day, Peter would go back home and say, well, he would go back home and do those things he told the people not to do. And Paul would call them out. You know what I'm saying? And say like, hey, like you tripping out here. <laughs> like you telling these people to do one thing, tell them to have faith, you know what I'm saying? Be committed, but you're not even doing what you're telling them to do. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're almost, you know, deep, yeah, he's super hypocritical. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're classifying people. And he was like, that's not what the gospel is about. You know what I'm saying? And they were at odds and they were at ends with one another. So, you know, I think that's really dope that you said that because comparison, you know what I'm saying, is one of the biggest things that I think is ruining a lot of people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because of because of social media, because of faith levels. It's yeah, yeah, it's it's super divisive, you know what I'm saying? And um I think like you said, if we're not fully vested or fully focused on our level of consistency and our level of commitment, we'll fall off. You know what I'm saying? And then like and even in turn on and us falling off. You know what I'm saying? We'll just give up everything and then we'll get back to like our fleshly ways thinking that we can do it. You know what I'm saying? Where as it's where we just got to kind of take the approach of Jesus telling us, hey, what's it to you whether or not I'm blessing them or whether or not they're being blessed? You know what I'm saying? If you have faith in me and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to bless you either way. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that was dope what you just said. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, like you said, just do that in the world nowadays anyway. Everything is so you know, out of bounds for right. You worried about what I'm doing over here with my child. You right. worried about, you know, my thing is, and uh, that and the fact that you got a lot of people that when they give their life, they forget where they come from. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. They have that whole holier than thou type right. of thing. So I try to keep in mind that because I'm moving in a certain direction, I don't want people to have to feel like that they at what level of maturity I'm at. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it just goes back to me being consistent right. in who I am right. and the things that I want to do as I, right. you know, 
grow in, in, in spirit because you know at the end of the day even for like my situation with cussing for real I try not to right. as much as possible now right you know but when I first gave my life to Christ I didn't just say oh I want to stop cussing right. you know right. so you know just about my words in general I learned a lot you know what I'm saying I just started studying scripture and right. um, memorizing verses on you know just words you know um for instance, you know, Proverbs 18 and 21, life and death is in the power right. of the so, tongue. Yeah, yeah. You know, 18 and 13, if I listen before I speak. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, you know, I just, I was just running off a lot of them, man. Right. You know? So, um, but at the end of the day, my thing is, with me not cussing and you hear that a lot about Chris, oh, you ain't supposed to cuss you ain't supposed right. to cuss it ain't that I ain't supposed to cuss it is It is that I'm not supposed to cuss right. but I, I, I choose not to do right. it right. you know what I'm saying but right. I'm not gonna, the type of dude that's gonna sit around here and every time I hear you say a cuss word act like I got virgin ears exactly you know what I'm saying <laughs> right. what, I, exactly. what I have right. noticed though and right. this is this real talk and it don't get probably to me any realer than that was the fact that I'm consistent and, and not cussing and the dudes around me will say, oh, my bad, or excuse me, or, right. you know what I'm saying? They take right. notice. I never exactly. told them, right. you don't you have to cut it. Right. You know exactly. what I'm saying? They exactly. just took notice Word. and was like, oh, my bad, you know right. what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, nah, you all right, you know what I mean? Right. And then, later on, it leads to conversations like, man, why you don't cuss? Or, right. You know what I'm saying? It's just, like I said, which goes back to, you know, just a growth thing and mm-hmm. being more spiritual and, mm-hmm. and, and, and recognizing the power of my words and, you know, just... And, and, and it's also a temperature gauge for me because right. if I'm having a conversation now that I don't get vulgar with my words on a regular, if I feel like I got a cuss or something, then I don't need to have this conversation with you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So for me having anger issues or whatever the case may be, right. that's a telltale sign that, hey, maybe we need to have this conversation Another later. time, right. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah. So the things that God asks us to do and to be obedient in it is not always, you know, a restriction. It opens the doors for you to see other ways. You know right. what I'm saying? Because yeah. I think more before I speak. speak. You right. feel me? So, right. you know what I mean? I'm not as likely or right. quick to offend the next person. Right. So it's not about a restriction. It's about, you know, just finding a level of maturity that you can live a life of respect. Right. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not right. nothing wrong with not wanting to fight. And, right. You know, but you know, a lot of people, you know, with the way of the world and guns and bang, bang, you know, you know. But at the end of the day, like I said, man, them just having kids, that's not what I want to see them doing. So, right. You know. Right. So, this is the final question of a rapper's join up. And I'm going to say, well, I'm going to ask you, uh, what impact are you hoping your faith walk makes? Be it on your legacy with your children, be it on in, com- in the community, be it on a large scale, small scale. What are you hoping that your level of faith impacts? You know what I'm saying? And how are you hoping that it just blossoms? Or who are you hoping that it helps? You know what I'm saying? And if it doesn't help anybody, like, what are you hoping that your faith will do for you in your life right now? Uh, what your first, faith in God will do for you in your life right now? First of all, you know, just living a righteous life, man. The Bible just consistently tells us that, you know, our name will last. Word. Our children, the word says that I've never seen the righteous 
uh, forsaken or their children breaking, begging bread. So yeah. all that that trans like, you know, that trickles down to our roots, right. our our new foundation. Right. That's our kids and our family and stuff like that. So first of all, I want to start with them, and then just push that energy out into. You know the masses, like I said. You know, starting with my with with, with uh, the people that's immediately under my roof. Right. You know, I want us in order before we start. You know, or before I feel like I have the you know ability to reach the 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 level of um, you know as far as this Christian ministry, right. even with my my business and the things that I'm doing now is more of a faith-based business. Right. It's more right. of a, you know, bringing positivity to right. it. Even with shirts, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that, you know, words are powerful. Yes, Whether you are. read them yeah. or you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I want to be able to take that gift and me having that, you know, ability to do stuff like that and not just bring, uh, not, not just, but not bring negativity to the situation, right. but bring as much positivity to the situation as possible. You know what I'm saying? So I won't be promoting like anything with guns as far as guns on shirts, you know, anything as far as blasphemy type of stuff. I don't want to do nothing with a whole lot of cussing on it. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm just trying to be, you know, if I could put my energy into anything, it's going to be my clothing line and me pushing on my gospel clothing line too as well. So, you know, all right, so what what is a, a a lofty faith or a crazy faith thing? Like one lofty faith, one crazy faith that if at the end by the end of this year, what is a crazy faith thing that you want to happen? Or you're asking God for? What's a lofty thing? Because I'm listening to the series and it's just caught fire. It's uh, called Crazy Faith, Mike Todd. And I'm gonna let you I'll put you on to him. He's super dope, super amazing. But um, quick story: at the beginning of this year in February. You know what I'm saying? He did, uh, he was in a series and he was talking about different types. I don't know if it was belief system or he was just talking about, you know, how some of us can have like knockoff type of faith. You know what I'm saying? And what he brought out, he brought out like certain uh, knockoff shoes. He brought knockoff Jordans. He brought knockoff um, um, Nikes. He brought, and then he brought up this uh, pair of knockoff Yeezys. You know what I'm saying? It was a Yeezy 300s. And he's like, man, these are my favorite type of shoes. You know, whenever I put these on, I feel like, you know, I'm super, super cool. And they were like the dad shoes. And then he was like, uh, he was like, yo, I'm, I'm believing in Kanye's, you know, Saul to Paul moment. And that was so dope because a couple of months later, you know what I'm saying? Now we got J.I.K., you know, Jesus is King. But I believe that God, like, he already has things. Of course, he's already doing things behind the scene. But to say that and then to see it manifest itself and then to see, you know, him even talk about crazy faith. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, he's even believing for even crazier things. So by the end of this year, what is a crazy faith thing that you that you're asking God for, that you are believing for? And I think I think even if it doesn't, well, I ain't gonna say it ain't gonna happen. I believe that he's gonna do something. You know what I'm saying? I, I found out that God always does what he what we ask him to do. It just may not be in the way that we want him to do it. You know what I'm saying? So what's a crazy lofty thing you asking God for oh man by the end of this year which is like three four weeks away dang it is yeah in that amount of time 
you know, I just want to be, I just want to believe for, you know, my business to be on paper, basically, if you know what I mean. No, my, organization, yeah, my organizational structure done, all my legal paperwork done, licenses, Word. you know, everything that is, you know. Legit. 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 I'm, that's what you yeah, want. That's what I want. Legit. But just another scenario that I got, you know, I do a lot of TD Jakes, man. Word. He gave a good piece one time, though. He said that, uh, you know, Sarah, when she was so late in the, you know, in, in the ages as yeah. far as being right childbirth yeah, age yeah. or whatever you know when she was told she was gonna have a baby yeah. what she what she do she laughed <laughs> she laughed <laughs> so, right, yeah. you know what I mean yeah. what, that's a miracle what's Word something up. that's gonna make you laugh this year gonna knock your socks off that's you good. know what I'm saying what's right, something that's gonna what's, good? what's up what's up that's good brother I like that yeah, yeah. what's you something what's gonna give you so what's something uh, that's gonna make you laugh like make you just be like, be like bro like I couldn't even <laughs> fathom that <laughs> oh man not even out of prison for 90 days, man. Ah. Man, make it lofty, bro. Make it lofty. Yeah, make it lofty. Why not? Man. I at least want to be at the 10 grand mark. Word up. Yeah. Lofty. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. So that's it, man. That's, that, is a, that is a no ceilings interview. You know what I'm saying? From Rooftop Chronicles, man. And I'm going to end it with a prayer. And we go say bye to the people. All right. So, uh, Lord, we just we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you, God, because you're building our faith. I thank you for my brother. I thank you for the vision that he has, God. And I thank you for the word that he has just imparted in me, God. What is going to make us laugh by the end of this year, dear God? Not laugh in a sarcastic form of way, but laugh uh, in a way where we can sit back and just say, this was only God who could have done this, God. So... I, I pray that he just prepared to laugh. I pray that his family is prepared to laugh, God. And I just pray that you just keep pouring into him. You keep uh, you keep just welling up on the inside of him. I pray that his spirit just breaks out, God. I pray that he begins to see things that he's never seen before. I pray that he begins to speak things that he's never spoken before, God. And I pray that everything that he touches turns into pure gold, dear God. I pray that you give him your touch, God. I pray that you give him the finishing touch for all of his... Uh, business endeavors in every t-shirt dear god and i pray that you just uh just keep working on him and in him and through him god and um just keep feeding him dear lord and keep increasing his faith in you one step at a time god consistency dear lord um we thank you we love you we appreciate you god and thank you for another dope episode of rooftop chronicles amen amen brother yes sir i like to hear that oh yeah brother oh yeah